Welcome back to Strictly Footy Boys. Another week, another podcast. Um, bit of bit of sickness around. A few weeks uh, last week, so um, we're unable to get the pod out on time, and uh, we missed the Teamless Tuesday pod, unfortunately for you guys. But um, nothing, we're all good. Nothing really interesting, anyway. Yeah, nothing, nothing to cover apart from Lomax and the Dragons, but. Something, something we can get into after this week when the Tigers win 13 plus. So, I can't go. People, people go from tipping us to not win a game to now tipping us 13 plus this week is just crazy. Mate, what betting agency was it where the most likely, like the most favoured outcome was Tigers to not win a game? Was it Ladbrokes? I don't think it was Ladbrokes. Could Ned, have been. Neds? Neds, yeah. Neds, that, that sounds Neds. about right. Anyway, today we're doing our, we're finishing our top 10s lists, we've got Prop, Second Row, and Lock coming up for you boys. So, um, uh, have you been changing your rankings since we started this? No, I haven't even touched them, bro. Mate, I've been updating it, so... Uh, that's, wh- that's why you go first every time, so I can keep looking around. You can update it on the fly. Yeah. That's how uh, we do I, just, it. I don't even know where the note is, bro. Um. <laughs> anyway, boys, I'm going to... this, bro? Nah, this is not good. Not good. It's it's gone. Oh, nah, this can't be gone. This can't be gone. It's gone. Where is it? Because I haven't deleted it. That's the thing. All right, boys. I'll do the plug now. Obviously, link trees in our bio. We've got our um, Instagram. Obviously, you go into our bio if you're in our Instagram already. Uh, Twitter's in there. I don't know if that's been updated in a while. YouTube. Link to the podcast is the most important one there. Um, you'll be able to see in our bio which podcast is out at what time. And obviously, we'll have that post going for you as well. Right now, we've got our, our predicted 2025 teams. They're going pretty well so far, I reckon. Yeah, they Getting are. some good engagement. Obviously, a lot of people are disagreeing because, I mean... It's 2025. We don't know what's going to happen. A lot of players are off contract, so obviously we're going to have some out there opinions. So are you guys. So um, yeah, it's, it's good to just chat with you boys about what might happen. So, some of it's already come off, like our Andrew Davy pick, our, our RTS pick, and um, obviously some things we we already now disagree with. Like I think Jake Averill will stay with the Bulldogs now. You reckon? Yeah. The way Serrato's talking, the way Serrato's talking about him, I, yeah. But I see, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to go back and repost the Bulldogs one. But regardless, I'm ready to crack into my top tens. Yeah, let's go for it, bro. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. All right, man. we'll start with props. Now, this guy hasn't played an overwhelming amount of footy in the last year. He's been through. Damn, are you sick? A little bit. Yeah, damn. I can hear it in your voice. All right, keep going. Uh I'll just cut cut to the chase. I've got Christian Welsh, number 10. Uh, yeah. Bro, can you can you talk while I fix my list up? So, Christian Welsh, obviously, didn't play a lot of footy last year. He's come back uh, decent this year. Probably not top 10, top 10 level. But, I mean, he's been doing it for Queensland. Uh, started there. Started for Australia. Um, he's... He's... Um, Resume speaks for itself. I don't think I'm moving out of the top 10 just yet. Although there is some props oh, revving up. So, far out. There's a lot up and coming. But Christian Welsh just edges into the top 10 for me. I don't know about you. But, um, yeah. I'll just offloads the ball. Gets Melbourne. 
kind of a different player to Nelson. Nelson kind of just runs straight, get a quick play of the ball. Christian Welsh kind of starts that second phase yeah. play, and I like I like the dynamic they got there going at Melbourne with Christian Welsh. Yeah, um, I think they contrast really well. I think it plays into both of their games. Yep. Nelson and Christian Welch. So, yeah. No, I'm um, I'm happy with that, Brian. I don't think that's really a hot take. Um, I don't have Christian Welch in my top 10. Yep. He's been good this year. No denying that, but I just think these 10 have been better. So, number 10 for me is Jake Trebojevic. Okay. Uh, you probably got him a little bit higher I'll than me. I got him a little bit higher, yes. Yeah. Um, but... I think honestly he'd probably be the best pro- he'd be one or two with his work rate if he just ran the ball harder mm-hmm. if he just made more meters if he was a bigger if he was a bigger yardage front rower but every front row is different man he's he's kind of an old school build of a front rower a little bit slower but just whacks people in defense makes a hundred tackles a game but he's also got that modern side of he can play 80 minutes in the middle which not a lot of these guys can't um, but right now um, I think Manly, uh, the next four weeks is going to be evident for how good Jake really is. Because if Manly can see a ton of tries for the middle, like yep. we think they will, especially playing the Broncos tonight with Payne-Hass, Flegler, Carrigan all through the middle. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how much they really miss him. I, I mean, we even saw in the Tigers game, he came off for like five or ten minutes and they just went straight through the middle every yep. single time. So he makes about 50 tackles a game, doesn't doesn't make the most meters but he's a consistent number he's always available and probably the best bloke in the league too so yeah, that's probably put him in my top 10 fair enough my number nine and i reckon you've got this guy a little bit higher but i've gone with regan campbell gillard wow i have him much higher okay now he's a beast there's no i can't even say anything bad about regan campbell gillard He's, he's a good defender in the middle, so I can't go with that. He's obviously a hard runner of the ball. Um, has a little bit of ball playing him as well. I think he can play the second row as well as prop, so he's got a bit of versatility there. But, um, yeah, look, man, there's literally nothing I can say about Regan that I, I could easily have him top five, but oh, just based on the uh, how good I how highly I rate the other guys, uh, I've just got him ninth for now. Uh, ninth for me is David Clemmer. Oh, okay. Um, I did say a lot of these lists were based off recent form. Yep. I think he's been the Tigers' best player this year. Um, most consistent at least. Um, if you don't want to go that far. But he's just a meter eater. I, I, I still don't think people appreciate how good he actually is. Like, yep. he runs a footy hard. Doesn't have the quickest play the ball, but has the ability to go to quick play the ball if he needs to. Offloads like a machine, led the league in offloads, uh, always up there in post-contact meters, works so hard, plays 60, 65 minutes a game sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's huge numbers. Um, Yeah, I really love Clem. I think he's been the heart and soul for our team so far this year. Maybe it's a little bit of bias that he's there. But he was on my all-NRL third team. So if if I'm sticking to the criteria, then he's got to be there. Just, I think... He's like 28 still, so he's still got a lot of years left in him. And at the moment, mate, it's just it's, it's hard for me to knock him at the moment. He's he's so consistent, and his ball playing looks a lot better this year. So yeah, yeah, fine for me. Yeah, no, Clem's in my honourable mentions along with probably Josh Papali, Ruben Cotter, and um, Mo Fodawaker, who I think is very underrated as well. But yeah, yeah, I think Clem's probably been your best player this year as well. 
like you said, he's just ultra, ultra consistent, always makes meters in the middle. A, a lot of people don't realize how many meters some of these forwards can make. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, eh? Like, I don't think people sit there when thinking about props and they go, all right, Jake probably makes like 130, 140 a game, and then Clem's just averaging 195, something like that. Yeah, it's cooked. It's cooked. It's cooked. And he's making the meters much more this year, I feel like. Knights was not a down part of his career, but he was definitely better when he burst onto the scene. Yeah. And I think people kind of think when he was playing Origin and that that was his, like, age 24, 25, just because he was, like, like his prime years. Yeah. Where, yeah, he's, he's still basically in his prime. He's yeah. only 28, like you uh-huh. said. So, yeah. Yeah, very high on claim. He, he could have easily been above Christian Welsh. I've got him on my second team as well. Yep. So, yeah, I love that pick. Number eight, I have gone for Jake Trebojevic. Okay. And um, just for everything you said, um, he, he's not the biggest mediator, but one of the best defenders in the game. Plays 80. I remember a game he, against Newcastle in the, earlier in the year. He literally played 90 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. For a prop. And to do it week in, week out. It's not like he's just done it one week. So, yeah, rate Jake Trebojevic very highly. And... Um, like you said, his impact in the middle is just insane. Uh, this might be a bit low for my number eight. It's Nelson. I've got him seven, so yeah. we'll talk so about, about the that same range. Time. Um, I think if Nelson had a higher workload, he'd probably be really high for me, probably almost number one. Uh, but he, he plays about 50 minutes a game, has the penalty in him, has an error in him. and But there's no denying his tackle-busting, offloading, post-contact meters, everything you want in your front row. I just think... The game against the Warriors the other night summed it up for me basically about what Nelson could do when he's on, even though he was playing majority of the game in second row. But, yeah, maybe it seems a little bit low, but I think compared to the other middles, I think it's probably about just right, actually. Yeah, I agree. I, I got him seven, so I'll talk about him now as well. I think it's just consistency for Nelson that puts him below the other guys. On his day, he's, defi- he's definitely better on his day than some of these other guys I've got ahead of him. Yeah. But... Yeah, just that consistency. He doesn't show it week in, week out. Granted, most weeks he does, but in a, in a stacked list of props, I think seven or eight is a good ranking for him. Yeah. Next one, bro. Your seven. I just did my seven. Oh, my seven. Is, who's your eight? Oh, Jake. My, Jake. Uh, my seven is James Fisher-Harris. Um, oh, yeah. hello. Yeah. Far he, out. He's missed a lot of time this year. Um, maybe that's why I've dropped him a little bit. I haven't seen him too much, but... Mate, I had Fish as the best prop in the game not too long ago, but the guys above him at the moment, I'm just... I'm outstanding by the way they play. Fish isn't really a high meters guy at some points. Enforcer, though. And that's what I love about him. I think he, he can honestly range anywhere from three to seven for me, but I just think um, some other people have been better than him this year. And I know he is a premiership front rower and a premier front rower, but, yeah, for me, the Fish... Seven at the moment. Yeah, far out. Fair enough. Um, nah, I, I've got fish much higher, but uh, I mean, we'll get to that later. I just, you, you know, I, I'll save my talk about fish until yeah, till we get to him. My, we're up to my number six is Junior Paulo. Ooh, Have okay. You, you got him higher. Yeah, I got him higher. Okay, my six is Junior Paulo. Obviously, meter eater in the middle for Parramatta. He's so big, so hard to tackle. Um, when he's got it on, he's a 
Param- he's one of Parramatta's most important players. Uh, I thought they lost a lot while he was suspended. Yeah. Or when he came off the field. And, um, yeah, he's one of, not probably not one of the first names picked given New South Wales is a completely stacked side. But I, I don't think his position's in any threat. He's locked into that New South Wales team. And, yeah, uh, I've just got Paulo six. Yeah, uh, I got Tino six. Okay, I've got him five. Yeah. So, um, outstanding leader. Big reason the Titans are improving every single year. I think he's probably the cornerstone of their team now for the foreseeable uh, foreseeable future. Yep. I just, I actually really love Tino as a player, even though he's a Queenslander. But he's got the Origin spirit too. He's a consistent lock for Origin every single year, and he gives his heart. Could his be heart a Queensland captain. Oh yeah, hard on his sleeve every game. Or oh, Harry Grant, maybe. Or Carrigan. There's yeah. a lot of options. There's in that a lot Queen's of options, answer. but yeah, I love watching Tenno play, and I think he's such a unique front row with his kind of body size. He looks a little bit smaller than he is, but because he's he's a bit of a sim- similar to Nelson. I don't think he's at, as big as Nelson, but his his ability to just break the line and bend the line and pass before the line. He's like footwork before the line. Everything he does before he hits the tackle, I think, is so beneficial to every team. Uh, sorry, against every team. And, yeah, number six for me, I think I probably had him a little bit lower in recent years, so he's jumped up a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. I got Tino five. Um, yeah, just like you said, great leader. Um, I definitely like him better at prop than lock. Oh yeah, he can just run forward, use his use his body instead of having to think about. All right, do I run this? Do I pass it? Do I play the link man? I like how his role's been simplified, and uh, I think he, he plays better there too. He played very well there for Queensland before Titans made the move. Yeah. So yeah, like that one. I had him five. So who's your number five? Uh, Joe Tarpany. Okay, I've got him four. Think so. Yeah, think he's been a little bit down this year uh, in terms of his not so much production, but maybe how much he stands out during a game. Um, but as Canberra been rolling over the last couple of weeks, it's definitely coming back and back and back. Obviously, Dallium, uh prop last year, outstanding season. And he, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about Joe Tarpany. I think he's probably in a similar spot to Tino where Locke was definitely not his position. Uh, and I'm glad he moved away from that. So, yeah, Tino is under Joe for me, but that'll probably change soon, given yep. Tino's form at the moment. But, yeah, jo- I mean, Joe won probably last year. You can't really dro- drop him out of that top five, I don't think. So he's cemented fifth for me right now, probably will move up, and he also earned that extension from Canberra. So not like he's going to have to do any adjusting soon. He's just going to be playing the same style of footy for... Yep. Probably the rest of his career. So, yeah, I'm really excited to watch Joe in the future, and he's number five for me. Yeah, no, my opinion on Joseph Tarpany, I thought he's probably the best prop last year in the game. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, now it's us, but. Um, Pretty easily. Just early on in this season, uh, he hasn't looked like the same Joe Tarpany. Now, whether that's because the Raiders haven't quite hit their strides yet, but he's also dropped about five or ten minutes a game. Yeah. At the start of the season. Now, I did say somewhere that um, Ricky Stewart did this a lot with Josh Papali early in the season. He played lower minutes and then ramped it up right towards the end of the season when they needed to be firing. So I'm hoping that happens with Joe Tarpany. Yeah. Especially seeing as I've got him on, on my super coach team. But he's also just hasn't offloaded the ball as much this year. So 
He has dropped from probably first at the start of the year to fourth, and Tino is right on his tail, but I wouldn't say Tarpany is that far off. Yeah. Uh, my two and three. Yeah, I don't think I think the top five is basically interchangeable for me. So, uh, oh, I think two to two to five. I I I, I can't. Oh yeah, I can't oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, don't worry. Two to five. Uh, who was your fifth, by the way? Uh Tino. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, my number four is Junior Barlow. I think his ability to offload for such a big fellow is just insane. I think he starts so many Parramatta attacks by just hitting and spinning, getting that offload out and, and the halves are out and running. Um, it was so evident how much they missed him against the Roosters when he was out. Yep. They were just getting torn through the middle. He has a huge work rate. I know he doesn't normally play big, big minutes, but when he is on the field, you can tell he's on the field. He's making his presence known. He's whacking blokes. He doesn't miss many tackles. He's very solid, very consistent, makes a ton of meters, takes a ton of carries, just does a lot of hard stuff in the middle, takes a beating every single game. Um, New South Wales every single year. And, I mean, there's not much, he performs in origin too. He's he's outstanding. He's probably one of my favorite forwards in the game, actually. Yep. Not, not even speaking about the better players, just... He's one of my favourite forwards in the game and he's such a threat close to the line too. I've seen him crash over so many times from a Remarnie, uh short ball. And um, ever since Junior went to Parramatta, I feel like his career went straight through the roof. So, yeah, number four for me for Junior. I think a bit higher than recent times too. Yep. Number two. Uh, sorry, number three. I have Adam Finnell Black. Yep. Now... I think at Manly was probably the best prop in the game, whether that's just my bias coming through or whatever. Then he went to the Warriors, and I think a lot of people kind of underrated him. And I feel like every Warriors player in existence until this year was underrated. Yeah. Just because they were... Oh, I don't know what it was. Like, Ewan Aitken was very underrated when he was there. But Fanua Blake went there, got through a ton of work, and no one no one really noticed it. But now that they're doing well, everyone... I don't think he's been better this year than... Nah, all these other years. Nah, neither, yeah. I just think people are noticing it now because yeah. they're playing well. Yeah. And they're going, all right, who's who's playing well? Torhu Harris, Adam Fanua Blake, all those type of guys. And, um, yeah, he, he just, you saw on the weekend, he, he's, his workload is massive. It's not like he plays big minutes and just runs the ball 10 times. Yeah. Like, like I'm not. I don't think Leo Thompson's bad or anything. But I was watching him the other the other week. He played like sixty minutes, but had eight runs. Yeah, that's also a choice of dummy half. But yeah, uh, of course. But he puts his hand up to take a yeah, run in almost yeah. every set AFB, and well, every set like, like that. They're not like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's just a monster, and he has the ability to score a try as well. Start second phase play has the offload in him. He's yeah. Uh, incredible player. Uh, number three for me is RCG. Yeah. Player we, you had very, very two. low. I think he's the... F- behind probably my top two, the form second row, uh, form prop of the comp this year. Easily makes 150 metres a game. Easily makes tackle. Easily gets through his work every game. He never looks tired. Honestly think he could be an 80-minute forward. Um, absolute wrecking ball in the middle. I think one of the hardest running forwards in the game. Mate, when he powers up off those dropouts and kickoffs, and that's gonna be scary sight for whoever's standing in front of him, bro. But yeah, for me, I've been super impressed with RCG. I I think I thought he was a bit of a plotter a couple of years ago, but he's he's definitely came into his own now. Australian rep forward, just an absolute beast, man. Parramatta, I think 
him and Barlow are the reason they looked at it was one of the, the best four backs in the comp. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, like I said, I had nothing bad to say about him. I just couldn't put him above the other guys yet. Yeah. So my number two is, I, I guess we're getting into the two players we disagree about the most because I had Regan, what, nine, and you had him three. Yeah. Uh, you had Fisher-Harris seven. I've got him two. Now, uh, bro, like I like I said, yeah, it's so interchangeable. Yeah, uh, it, game by game, it, it could literally change for me. I had Fisher Harris as the best prop in the in the combat then the last year. Yeah, so Fisher Harris for me just gets through a mountain of work. He's def- he's got a ninety seven percent tackle efficiency as yeah. well. So his defense is incredible. I just think his presence in the middle. I don't think I think Penrith, whether that's Liam Martin being out as well, but they've lacked a lot in the middle the past few weeks. So I think. Yeah. Um, I believe that was a massive reason they lost to South. Um, obviously, in the first matchup against South, they just rolled them down the middle, despite the score in the ending, like 16-10 that game. Yeah. yeah, They just won the middle. And I think they win the middle a lot early in games, and then they kind of explode. Um, but without Fisher-Harris, I was just kind of... I think I moved him up after he was out, given the way Penrith had played. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think it was anything he did on the field, but yeah, I've I've got him too. Um, uh, number two is Adam Fiddle Blake. You've already spoken pretty highly of him, so I don't really have to say say anything else. Um, but I just want to say about Fisher Harris. He, it's yeah. He, the reason the reason why all these players are, are so good and as high ranked as they are is because it's so evident when they're not playing. Yep. So evident where whether it's leaking points through the middle or not making metres as much or not having second-phase footy. It's so evident. But, I mean, Adam Fiddleblake, amazing this year. Probably the best season of his career so far. It would definitely yeah, be up there. Yeah, it's up there. It would definitely be not, up there. Not by far. Yeah, like, oh, no, 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 yeah no, no, but, no. yeah. That's why it's, like, very close. But... I mean, number one, do we really have to talk about it? Dally M leader, Payne Haas. Payne Haas. Mate, on our Dally M, he is absolutely smashing it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've... I haven't updated it yet from last week, but he was sitting 13 points above anyone else. Damn. For us. New voting voting system. For us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was only two ahead of the NRL actual one, but yeah. Absolute joke. But you, you saw, like, yes, a lot of the other Broncos players didn't stand up because they're a bit inexperienced backs against the wall that they, they folded against one of the premiership contenders but you, you could see how much they missed Haas in that game against South yeah like if Payne Haas is there the game was close for quite a while there like at half time like Broncos were still in with a chance if you had Haas there it, it almost changes the game completely yeah so I agree you saw with guys like Tatola Jai Arrow those guys rolling through the middle Mate, it's I love Paynos. <sighs> I can't believe we have all these front rowers as you said, and we still lose this. He's series. still young as well, you yeah, know. He's like 22, he, 23. He's, yeah. Like, he's not even in his prime yet, I don't think. That's a scary sight. Yeah. All right, so, move on to second row. Second row is... You want to this, keep is a, this is another stacked, stacked position. Yeah. Number 10 is someone I think a lot of people have higher, yeah. but uh, I've got Hudson Young. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now, he had a lot of hype around him at the end of last year. I wasn't as high on him as a lot of other people, but I I can admit he was very good. Mm. I think this year, probably because Raiders haven't hit their strides yet, 
he hasn't been as good or yeah. as impactful at least. Um, obviously, he had that game-winning try against who was it? Dragons. St. George, yeah. yeah, the Dragons. And it's not like he's dropped anything in his game. I just think a lot of other people have uh, gone above him for me. Yeah. And um, I think maybe Seb Chris not being outside him because mm. before you had Whiten. White uh, Young, Hudson Chris, Young, Chris. Uh, I think it was Rappiner when Kotrick no, was there. No, no, no. It was Kotrick? Yeah. Always? Yeah. Right, but, okay, Kotrick doesn't kind of fit my agenda here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but White and Hudson Young, Seb Chris are all running threats and kind of kept the kept the defense honest. Yeah. So I think that's affecting him a little bit this year. Obviously, Seb Chris, Savage is back and he hasn't gone back to the centers, which is a, a little he's, bit interesting. He's on that wing. Savage is on that wing. Yeah, that Hudson Young. I think I think Savage will roam. Yeah, probably most likely we'll see. But we'll say. But anyway, I've got Hudson Young ten. I got Jack Bird. Wow. Okay. Um, probably a bit of a hot take. Maybe I'm forgetting someone. Don't really care. He's been sick this year. Agreed. Um, like outstanding, bro. He gets. He's just everywhere. I feel like he's everywhere, making every tackle. Runs a great line. Super shifty and versatile, and he he tries stuff. He's creative, and he's not scared of the moment. And he wears his heart on his sleeve every week. Think probably the Dragons' third best player behind Hunt and Debellin, I would think. I've been I've been so impressed with him this year. I've always said he was a second right. Don't know why they were playing him at thirteen center. He's back at block this week as well. It's just baffling to me. But Jack Bird. 10. Alrighty. 9, I have Brenton Acora. Now, I know you'll have him higher because yours yeah. is more based yeah, on yeah. recent form, but a lot of these guys above, I think, are just a little bit more proven and it's off a bigger sample size, which I think Nakora could definitely move above if he if he keeps up his form before the end of the season. Mm. Yep. But uh, for now, I've got Nakora 9. He run, he, I think he runs the best line in the comp. Yeah, actually, I'm going to have to drop Jack Bird out because I forgot someone. Oh, have you looked at my list and seen it? No, no, no. No, I forgot, forgot I forgot someone, yeah. Okay. Jack Bird's out. Can't quickly say my 10. Oh, okay, this is going to be your 10, yep. Okay. John Bateman. Oh, okay, sweet. John Bateman. I didn't forget John Bateman, but I had to move. I forgot John Bateman as well. Um, But John Bateman's my number 10. I did forget John Bateman, so I'll put him 10 workhorse, over Hudson Young. Super unorthodox beast. Thank you. All right, next. All right, nine. Obviously, I just said I've got Britton Nakor. I think he runs the best line in the comp. Not only for a second role, I think he legitimately runs the best line of anyone in the comp. Um, and runs it hard as well. Like, even if you read it, it's still hard to stop. Uh, his combination with Nico Hines and then Jesse Ramian outside of him is insane. Um, even when he's not running a, a, a line, he, he can still get the ball, shove off. Shove five guys off, get a line yeah. break, line break assist. He's just, he's an incredible player. He's really breaking out this year. So, I've got him nine. I got Hudson Young at nine. Um, there's more shouts for him to play for New South Wales this year. Like Jared said, his production's gone down a little bit this year. I think he's just being able to notice him in games more. I think he's swinging more in and out of games. Like he was a threat all all eighty last year, and I think that's what really made me jump on the hype train. Still think he's a class player. Probably missed one the weeks he was suspended. They haven't really been at full strength this year, so we'll see when they go back to full strength. think he's actually missing Adam Elliott a lot. And that yep. kind of second-phase footy that Adam Elliott used to play for them. But, yeah, can't really knock Hudson Young. Still a hard worker. Still a beast close to the line. 
I love a boat. So, number eight I have now, whether you think he's a lock or a second row or a bench player, mm. um, Brad Arthur's kind of moved him around a little bit, but I've got Ryan Madison. Okay. I don't have him because I just didn't know where to put him. Yeah, that's fair enough. I had him in my lock rankings for a bit. Then I had to move him back to second row, but fire out. He's on the bench this week. I yeah. don't even think he'll start there. It's Brad Arthur roulette at this point. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, he, he he gets through a mountain of work. He plays in the middle and on the second row. He makes a ton of tackles. Mm-hmm. His defense is incredible. Um, and, and just when he's when he's that link man as well, he, he just I don't know. He just plays his role perfectly. Yeah. In that team, he doesn't try to yeah. overplay his hand like maybe he he would have in, in the past few years. Yep. And I know he's missed four or five games now, but I've been impressed with him this year. Yeah. Um, I've got. Tyson Frizzell at eight. Oh, okay. I don't have him. Yeah, he's the one I forgot, and he's been outstanding this year, so I had to put him in. Um, defensive workhorse, try scoring machine. I think he's the quickest back rower in the comp, and he doesn't stop. And you know, he had a bit of down year last year. I think he's come back this year with vengeance. He's looking heaps better, and I've been super impressed with him this year. And it was good enough for me to put him back into my top ten. Fair enough. Number seven, I don't think you're going to have just because you're based more on recent form as mm. opposed to overall. I've got Angus Crichton. Yeah, I don't got him. I don't have him. Um, usually one of the... F- I keep saying one of the first, but usually he's got that origin spot locked down, whether you think that's because he's a Roosters player and Freddie, but... <laughs> um, yeah, just... I, he's not as good as Boyd Cordner, but he plays a bit like Boyd Cordner. Can run the ball hard on the edge tears up he hasn't this year because he's been coming off the bench like it's hard to tear up coming off yeah. the bench second yeah. second row as well it's not a position it's, it's a position where the starters usually play most of the minutes so yeah. I think once he starts he'll, he'll get back into it um, yeah Angus Crichton 7 uh, I've got Viliami kick out 7 okay I really I don't mind that I almost moved him down I really don't think the dogs are getting their value for money with him this year and injuries counted. Um, he had a couple of head knocks, now out to around 22 with a pec tear. I think Kikau last year was his best year of his career. I think he was the best tackle around the game last year pretty easily. Oh, second. Second. iPad. Yep. Um, I think... Yeah, I just think his, his, his production has been down... Um, his production has been down, and he's making about 70 meters per game. And he's just, yeah, he's dropped down. The other guy's been better, that's all. Fair enough. Six, I've got Liam Martin. Now, has the ability to play big minutes. I mean, most second rowers do, but he can play it in the middle as well. Um, just a workhorse. Yeah. That's it. He's a massive workhorse. I, I guess he, he doesn't run for the most meters or anything like that. It's kind of like Jake Trebojevic at Pro. Yeah. Like, same kind of principle here is uh, what I'm going with. Yeah, I got Liam Martin too. Sweet. You got anything to add to what, to what no, I said? No, you, you basically... I mean, I don't think he's the flashiest back row ever, but he gets through a ton of work and he he does what he needs to do, so... Yeah. Defense as well is incredible. Oh, yeah. Defense uh, wins championships, mate. Yeah. Uh, number five, I got Viliami Kikau, like you said. Yeah, he's yeah. been injured most of this year, but granted, he wasn't brilliant in the first few games of the dogs. I think it'll come. He's playing on a stacked left edge, assuming Birdo and all that stay there. Birdo, like, 
as long as Burton doesn't switch sides of the field, yeah. I mean, not stay at Bulldogs. He's obviously going to stay at Bulldogs. But Alamotti's only going to get better outside of him. He's got Josh Adokar there still, and they really weren't hitting their strides early in the season. I actually think with all those injuries, they've been better. Yep. Not because the players below them are better, but just because just they're, they're working well as a team. I think it'll come for kick off to put him fifth. I got Britton Nakora fifth. Okay. Um, significant jump. I've always been pretty high on him. Uh, one of the Tigers to get him a few years ago, but yeah, he's having an outstanding season. I think he complements Nico Hines' game so well. As you said, one of the best ball runners and line runners in the comp. Uh, plays that right edge so well with Ramian and Katai and Hines, obviously. Just, and such a defensive machine, bro. Like, he whacks people, but his reads are very good. There's, I think he's one of the more complete second rounds in the game. And he's proven that this year, and that's why I've had to move him up to five. Fair enough. Fourth, I had him first to end the year last year. Is it Paps? It's IPAP. Uh, I don't think he's shown me enough this year to warrant staying up there compared to what the other guys have. Like, if, if he was... Like just a little bit below what he was at Parramatta, I'd say, I, I'd I'd keep him somewhat up there. I know Dave Fafita's been great, but he'd probably be one or two still for me. Now, if the Tigers start hitting their strides, I think he could really break out again yeah. and, and go back up to being that best second row in the game. But for now, I've got him four below below, below my other three. I got Dave Fafita at four. Ooh, uh, okay, didn't even have him in my top ten at the end of last year. I okay. think maybe had him tenth, but. He's been outstanding this year. Scored his first try only just the last weekend. And the way he's playing without having to try and beat four or five blokes every time is incredible. I think he's playing a great passive role in attack and it's really helping him shine. He's making tough carries out of yardage now. He's coming in and getting his hands on the ball. And his defense is sharpened up by a, by a country mile. And I'm loving the way Fafita's playing this year. I think it'll be hard to move him off that left edge once Fermore comes back next year. So I think they got a little bit of a issue on their hands there. Next year problem, obviously. But, yeah, Fafita's been outstanding for me this year and I think he's earned his Queensland jumper back for me, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. I think Fermore playing the right. Just Yeah. Well, he was supposed there. to play on the left to. this year. Yeah. yeah. He might have to. Yeah. Um, three, I have uh, Kaloma Tungi. Oof. Now, he has been brilliant this year. Um... Obviously, he's been down with an injury, but um, he was on for an origin spot, 100%. He was, yeah. and um, yeah, unfortunate for the injury. He's, I mean, Campbell Graham's there as well, but he's one of the main reasons that South's right edge is firing. For the South's right edge to be outperforming their left edge is just insane. Crazy. And, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm bagging the bloke, but Thompson hasn't been great, neither has Tane Milne when he's filled in. Yeah. So, Kalama Tungi and... Um, Campbell Graham were working wonders on that edge. Um, he, he's like that how Mole. He's, he's like how Mole. Once he's got the ball, he's just hard to tackle and hard to stop. Yeah. And um, that creates chances for like offloads and second phase plays when blokes are on him. And yeah, it's just he's just the beast. Uh, I've got IPAP. Okay. I got IPAP at three. I think it's hard to drop. It's hard to drop him. I mean, he's a second rower of the year. Understand kick out was like last year, and we both don't have Nano who was last year. I took Nano out of my top ten. Yeah, same. Um, but I mean, IPAP for me, for me, I think I watch the game a little bit more closely when it comes to the Tigers, mm-hmm. and I watch players a little bit more closely. His defense has still been outstanding. Um, that that left edge was 
especially with Tupo and Kepa Olaf last year, we're getting shredded down there. But you know, everyone's fixated fence up, obviously. Uh yep. Brooksy Brooksy's obviously down that side too. And I think IPAP's just been absolute glue um for that defence out there and he's definitely sharpened them right up. Um I think he's definitely taken a little bit of a back step. Yep. But mate, I think his his defence is just still there. I think he's still the best defensive back yeah. in the comp. And it'll be a lot to do with how the Tigers have been performing oh, early yeah. in the year. Like yeah, if if they're flying, IPAP's still the best second run in the game. I agree. Which agree it's starting to well, I'm I mean, I know it was in the rain, it's one game, but it's starting to look like they might hit their strides. Yep. And the team on paper, they, they they should be up there competing for the eight, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we'll see this week against the Dragons, mate. We'll see, we'll see. I, I hope he's put them away, to be honest. Yeah, same. Um, second, I have a manly second rower. Same. By the name of you, Helmer you to a long... No, you I'm joking. You uh, the talking. I've got Helmole. Um, far out, I love this guy. Um... He does everything. Um, his defensive reads are probably his biggest weakness, given they're not bad. He's playing outside DCE, whose reads are pretty shocking. And then he's got Saab and Cooler. Cooler's good, but Saab can be a bit iffy. Um, he's just on attack. He, he has the ability to break tackles so much. Like I said about Keon Matangi, that just creates chances. If one bloke or two blokes are on him, he can still get the offload, and then that sends the team flying down the field. Mm. Close to the line, he's impossible to stop. Yeah. Almost. Uh, Lockie Miller didn't even attempt to try and stop him. Uh, in the air as well, DCA kicks. He, he goes up and gets them, whether that's from his basketball days or whatever. But, yeah, it, it, it's hard to it's hard to knock him. I've got him second. Yeah. Um, one number one is Kaon Kaloma Tongi. Yeah, okay. Um, I got, oh, me. okay, you said you yeah, had him second. I was going to I got like, Hamole well, yeah, second. Cool. Um. Yeah, Kaon was just a beast. I think he was the best second round in the comp when he was playing at the start of the year. Obviously, unfortunately, got injured. Probably cost himself a New South Wales jumper, but, you know, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I have Dave Feta first. I think he's just an absolute unit. Um, Impossible to stop on that edge, especially when he's running it. Kind of your smaller halves. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, like... Your Sullivans, like those type of guys, and uh-huh. you got to make the right read on for Feta because he can, he can run the ball, he can pass, like he can do all of it well. Yeah, yeah. Now He's I wouldn't go trained. moving him to center because now he can pass the ball and make the right decision. But mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> oh, mate, I hope Holbrook doesn't try that one with Fermore coming back. Imagine oh. round one teamless, Firmore second row for Feeder just outside. Firmore would actually be a good centre, I can't lie. But better than for Feeder at least. Yeah. But oh, yeah. For, oh, he's just so good. Like, I don't... I, I can't knock him at all. Yeah. Like, he's he's given it a crack this year. It looks like he's sorted out whatever it was, whether it was an attitude problem, whether he just, just simply wasn't getting involved enough or, like... Just having an off year. Yeah. Happens to everyone. So, I think he'll be back in the Queensland team this year for sure. I think he's better than their other second roles, but I still think he'll come off the bench. But, yeah, uh, yeah anyway. Just more of an impact thing. Got Feta first. Um, Happy to get into locks? No, nah, I think wanna... we'll, I reckon we save that for... We'll do another episode on hookers and locks. You reckon? Yeah, I think there's a bit more of a debate in there. I think we... Wait, we, we already possibly... did hookers, didn't we? No. We no, did. we didn't. We did. Trust me, we did. 
Did we? Because we went fullback, wing, center. Right. Well, I'm going to quickly run through my list, boys. What, we'll say, we'll, how about we do locks and utilities? Yeah, right, we'll do that. We'll do 13s and 14s. Yeah. Because we got to run real quick, boys. Um, we had to quickly squeeze the Sunday potty in for you, boys. Sorry about all the inconsistencies. Enjoy Magic Round. I hope it's good. Tigers 13 plus mainly. 13 plus, is that what we're saying? Yep. That's what I'm forecasting, boys. Even Timmy Williams gave me a thumbs up on that one. So, have a blessed weekend, boys. Stay safe. Enjoy the footy. And we'll um, see you on Tuesday. Stay blessed.